What up, everybody? Welcome back to the vlog. Well, no, this ain't my ch YouTube channel. Welcome back to Chopping It Up. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy, Tasma Holloway. And we back with Chopping It Up. Let me turn my uh, joint down with you guys real fast. Sorry. We ain't recorded in a minute. So, you know, um, it's been a minute since we recorded. Man, welcome back to the uh, the podcast. I took a little time off. Um, well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved. Well, we it's still a little hot. Let me make sure. We got... Uh, Hello, check, check, check. Okay, I'm about how to get my sounds right, you guys, because I haven't been in here in a minute, so we want to make sure everything is copacetic on um, the on the toast. Y'all, you guys can hear everything well. So, um, yeah, welcome back, man. It's episode twelve. Um, I believe it's episode twelve. Let me double check because we, you know, we've been we've been grinding so much on the YouTube channel, grinding in the business space. We got lots to catch up on, man. And we got my guy Ralph here with me. Um, you know, shout out to my boy Ralph, man. It's like my uncle slash OG. Uh, let me take the glasses off too for this interview. Um, like my OG, man. Um, known Ralph for a while now. Yeah, it's been a minute, I ain't it? I might put the glasses back on, man. I felt more. I felt more on my mode. Um, known Ralph for a while now. Um, I want to say a little, maybe over ten years. Um, came into the space. I came to Tacoma, cut hair. Uh, another colleague that knew I was cutting uh, had introduced me to Ralph, and then. Uh, Moving forward, he started, you know, he was selling cars back then, I think, at... Uh, we weren't going to mention that place. We ain't going to give him credit, <laughs> but yeah, he was working at that place. Yeah, you're working down there. And then uh, that's when he had the... He had the... He had the uh, the wrapped vehicle. Wrapped vehicle, yeah. And then I ended up, and I ended up going to work in the mall, and then I opened my own shop. It's South Tacoma Way, and then you came down to that shop. Yeah. Uh, it was coming there and was to support me. So he's been supporting me for like the last 10 years, and um, I rock with him because he's just a hustler, man. He's like me, you know, he, uh, he come from the game. He's 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 very 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 seasoned, uh, very very like you know, um, you know, uh, what's the word I want to use? Like multifaceted. Yeah, multifaceted with his hustle. Uh, I don't know why my joint look crazy, man. It's I think Mike been in here, so everything look crazy in this joint. Uh, <laughs> Mike been in this joint. Like, oh, let me move this down a little bit. I think that's what's going on. I think that's what's going on. Or something or something don't look right with the mic, but okay. But yeah, so he's been he's been uh, selling cars for like how many cars? How many been selling? You've been selling cars for? Oh man, this go around has been eight years. This go around, so eight years and this go around. So he's been he's been the car game for a minute, man, and um, it's crazy because like I feel like people don't understand the hustle and the grind, right? Like no. they don't understand the adversity, the the time, the, the 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 essence of how what you have to do to get to that point where you're at now. You know, being the top salesman at your dealership, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and um, I feel like I'm kind of like. I don't want some at the top of my game right now, but I feel like we both have obviously over the years watched each other kind of take a uh, lead and take heed to our, our, our hustles, man, and be multifaceted and be grinding and being able to still, you know, maintain in this game because it's it's, it's not easy. It's hard, obviously, right? You, 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 you grind and then, you know, you catch your, your losses in your, in, in your failed moments yeah. and you have to be able to still withdo and withstand those and still be able to provide, right? Yes, sir. So what do you, what do you think, not to get like off subject, but what do you think has kept you relevant for this long in the game where you're at now in the game? Like what has kept you like you know, uh, be able to rock this long, you know, and stay strong in the game like this. Well, first of all, um, thanks for having me, brother. Nah, come on, man. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Is, this is the least I could do. <laughs> <laughs> and see the fresh cut he gave me, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think what what um, kept me really relevant uh, was, number one, good customer service, um, handling my customers diligently, problem solving, and, of course, my branding. Definitely, um, Push me there. 
you know. I mean, like you said, I had the wrapped vehicle. I had the Hawk wagon. I, I took a, uh, what was that, a, a Chrysler Pacifica, uh, designed it, wrapped it, put it on 22s. Come had on. had my name, the Seahawks logo on it. Everywhere I went, people were taking pictures of it. Okay. You know, people called me on the freeway, talking about, can you help me get a car? Uh, doing that, uh, you know, just just really staying present in social media, doing um, like customer video testimonials and posting those so you don't got to hear it from me about how good I am. I let the customer speak for themselves. I like that. I like that. Um, and, of course, you know, I was the first salesperson around here to put himself on a billboard. So, you know what I'm saying? That, and that's major. I don't think people understand that part of it, uh, to be on a billboard. I actually... I actually had to drive over there myself and see it. Uh, <laughs> it was it was actually crazy. I was like, "Yo, my man really got the full face billboard on." on what road is that? Is that on uh, Pacific, uh, right? Yep, right across Pac- from the dealership. Yeah, Pacific Avenue. My man was really on the on the on the. I'm talking like a huge. Like I'm like, "Yo, like fam, made it." You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is inspiring, inspiring to me because I'm like, "Yo, I, I I'm seeing it firsthand." Like you know, he really t- taking his brand to the next level. And um, you see people like in Atlanta and like Vegas and you know uh, California, they they do that stuff. They like they're really big on like billboarding, whether it be digital billboarding or just regular natural traditional billboarding. But what made you want to get into that space of like being like, oh man, like this is something I could really get see myself doing and really getting into, as far as like you know marketing wise. Um, man, it was just you know I've always been you know in the in media you know was in the music business for a long time since a teenager okay uh you know doing raps i'm in the uh the book the history of seattle hip-hop i'm in there um just you know sometimes you you, you can't wait for other people to help you do things you gotta take it and do it yourself facts man you, you know facts. I, I got tired of paying people for shabby graphics I taught myself how to do graphics uh, just like when I got tired of people, you know, doing messed up recordings and messed up music, trying to sell them to me, I just started doing my own music. So from way back then, and also all the other hustles I did in the past, kind of seasoned me to really take everything to the next level. I don't want to be your traditional salesperson that people um, look at every day, you facts, know, because facts. a lot of salespeople, you know, we get a bad name for people that's done bad stuff in the past, and we're not all like that. I mean, I've had people who bought like eight, nine, ten cars from me alone. They won't let their family members buy a vehicle from me. Their friends can't buy a vehicle from nobody else but me. Um, and I and I, I do get a lot of referrals every month. Like, yeah, you know, ninety percent of my traffic that comes to me is from me self promoting myself, mm-hmm. pushing my brand, mm-hmm. um, and also, you know, um, I like to sit back and you know take heed and talk to cats like you because you know iron sharpens iron facts and, and we always bounce stuff off off of each other yeah which for years both grow yeah for you years. know on uh on many different aspects so you know i think that alone helped me get to where i'm at now i'm still not where i want to be uh because i still got a road ahead of me that i'm going to make you know pave pave that way for myself um but i'm happy and blessed to be where i'm at now um you know I won't be happy until everybody in their mama says, go see Ralph. Is, <laughs> that's my catchphrase, go see Ralph. You know what I'm saying? I got my website, go see Ralph.com. And you guys got to go see him, man. I mean, obviously, um, it's it's dope because, I, I, you know, I've, I've like I said, over the years, I, you know, I, I think when I first met Ralph, I was in, like in my 20s. I'm in my 30s now. And uh, it's just crazy over time. You know, we both, like, have been able to sustain through whatever, you know, uh, recessions. We progressed, you know what I mean? We're through slow times. We progressed. If a certain job didn't work out you know we progressed you know and so i think that to me 
uh, speaks volumes of uh, worth ethic, right? You know, yes. even even if you know nothing's going the way you want it to go, you always got to be ready. So when that next opportunity does present itself, you're able to give it a hundred percent. And I think that people don't appreciate that enough. You know, um, I t- I was telling a, a buddy of mine earlier, like you know, ninety percent of businesses or people that are in business are making the money off of referrals. Like you, yes, marketing is very important. Social media is very important. TikTok, Instagram, uh, podcast, YouTube, things like that. Um, but if you're giving somebody an experience they can't get anywhere else, then that's going to ultimately make people go, hey, I like the way this particular person or business does business. I'm willing to give them whatever, send whoever, spend whatever. And I think that's one thing that I've notated to my business plan and to who I am as a business owner. Like, it doesn't matter what the pricing is, where it's located, what you have. If you know your product and you know how to sell the product, that shit is gone. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, and you figure that out. You figure it out. Like, look, all I need is opportunity. Give me a vehicle. I can take it from here. And I think that that's pretty dope because... A lot of people don't understand. I always wanted to sell cars. Like I've always kind of had like a little niche. I've always bought hella cars, and you know we talked about this. You know, yeah. a couple months back, I was like, yeah. man, I kind of want to sell cars, man. You know, you're like, man, I don't know, man. It's a rough game. I'm like, I don't give a <laughs> shit. You know, if it got four wheels and a transmission and a motor, I could sell it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now nah, I've just always admired it, and so um, g- kind of rewinding back forth, like where are you originally from? Born and bred right here in Tacoma. Uh, humongous family. My uncle has a street named after me on the hill, ES Brazil. That's named after my uncle. Okay, big you know shit. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, big yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, so, That's dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Born and raised here. Uh, like I said, I was doing music when I was younger with the High Performance Breakers Battle of the New York City Breakers at the Tacoma Dome. I was on stage with uh, Tila Rock, Louie Lou, DJ Louie Lou, Greg Nice from Nice and Smooth when he was just a beatbox. Okay. Um, Sparky D. Um, you know, I was on stage rapping with them way back then in the 80s, bro. Damn, you've been out, you've been out here for a minute. Like, yeah. it's a real Tacoma native. Yeah, yeah, born and bred, okay. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and also comes with that was, you know, being the type of person that I've been. Um, it just, you know, I do people right all the time. You know, so I don't do bad business with nobody no matter what it is. Yeah, he's solid. I, I can vouch for that. You know, and, um, and, you know, being in the car business, you know, people don't understand. You got to be a, a man of many hats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you're not just a salesperson. You got to be a problem solver. Mm. You got to be a counselor. Facts. Because what people don't understand from the outside looking in, you know, at a car dealership, I could get somebody into a vehicle and it could change their lives. They could go get that better job that they wanted to get that they couldn't get. Travel to or things right, like that. Yeah, right. for sure. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, single parents, you know, catching the bus with their kids. You know what I'm saying? Being able to facilitate that need. And, you know, you know you're doing good in sales, especially vehicle sales, when your customers thank you for selling them something. That's important. That's important. You know what I'm saying? Very, very, very important. All the way around. If you sell somebody something and they thank you for it, you've done your job. Facts. Whether it's cars, houses, haircuts. Dogs, houses, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You help somebody overcome an obstacle that they thought they had, and you did it diligently. You did it with a smile and some style. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, you got to be a people person. If you're not a people person, you're not going to make it in sales. No. You, You know what I'm saying? People, some people are comfortable being uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? And not to knock anybody. I mean, you know, hey, jobs are jobs. But 
I can't just go do a regular 95. I got to work on commission because it's limitless on how much I can make. That's how I am. Yeah, that's yeah. how I am. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want to be knowing, man, every two weeks I'm going to get this $1,200 26 check. times in 52 weeks you only get paid. Not, right. We're not those kind of guys. <laughs> no, no. Nah, nah, not at all. And I think that's that's amazing because you're right. You know, there's no limit. There's no limit on how much money you can make, how much how much productivity you could do. Um I feel like the same way and with in real estate or even with my businesses I have, like, you know, there's no limit on what you can do. Like you can, you obviously can teeter totter any, in any business and being a car salesman, I, you know, I would, I would imagine, um, you know, breakdowns to the audience that might not be familiar with how is it paid? Because in real estate, we take 3%. Mm-hmm. It maybe it might be 3%, maybe like 2.5%, 2%, 1% of the actual transaction. And you split it 6% normally, or you split it 5%, 2.5, 2.5. Depending on whatever the selling side is doing, um, normally it's 2.5%. What do you feel like in the car game? How do you guys break it down? Because I know there's so there's like some slick names. Like there's a hat trick, or what's it called? Like what's, Okay. Yeah, so okay. for the people that don't know, like. Okay. So what a hat trick like is. minis and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so, so what a hat trick is, is if you sell three vehicles in one day, that's a hat trick. And that's not common for most dealerships, right? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no. Motherfucker might get one car a day type because it takes on the process, the paperwork and shit like that, right? Right. So a motherfucker can't just go sell three cars. If you sell three cars a day and do it every damn day, you're like, you're like fucking that guy. That guy. Like, they need to go put you in the Hall of Fame somewhere. Right, <laughs> like, right. But, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying, but the car sales, it's with commission. Um, it just depends on where you're at, you know, finding a, a good place to call home. I mean, I've, I've worked at a, a couple different dealerships. Um, where I'm at now at Max Hollis Plus Tacoma is the best place I've ever worked. Come on. Um, they take care of me because they see how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, say I bring my own customers. I'm not at work just sitting by the water cooler talking about what happened at the bar last night Come or whatever. On. You know what I'm saying? Hustlers, man. Yeah. Hustlers. I'm, on, I'm on my computer taking very advantage of my time uh, doing what I do to push my brand, to push these vehicles, to push my services. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when you're in a business of sales, it's a service. You know what I'm saying? You got to be ready to serve people. You know what I'm saying? And that's where a lot of people get the game mis- mixed up because they're only thinking about the money. You know what I'm saying? The money's going to come. You service your people right, the money's going to come. You know what I'm saying? That shouldn't even be your first uh, uh, goal. Your first goal is to let everybody know who you are, let everybody know what you do. I mean, just like yesterday, you know, my phone goes off. You hear my ringtone. It says RalphSalesCars.com. It's subliminal. I've sold many vehicles like that where people called me and said, man, I was in a grocery store and I heard this ringtone and it's stuck in my head and then when my wife needed a car, voila. You know what I'm saying? I've had people walk into the dealership off of my reviews and were like, uh, me and my wife want to buy this car out there and we want Ralph to sell it to us. You know what I'm saying? That's heavy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, helping out You know our military helping out people with bad credit, uh, getting to vehicles to help build their credit. A lot of people don't understand that in the credit world. Shit's so important. Um, yeah, um, a car so loan important. a car loan weighs the heaviest on building your credit. Correct. Even in real estate, I think, I don't want to quote this wrong, but there's a, I think for every $700, I could be wrong, it knocks, it knocks off a lot. Also, a $700 car payment can knock off, I believe, I want to say like, a lot of buying power in real estate, like a lot. I don't want to give the wrong numbers because they are really strict on, like you know, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, you know. I think it's like the, the yeah. I don't want to get yeah. in trouble, but yeah, it it 
if you're having a like a car payment over five hundred dollars, I believe it affects like almost I want to say over a hundred to two hundred k in buying power, hmm. like roughly around there. So like yeah, you're right, car. Credit is in the DTI, pretty much. The yeah. DTI, the debt to income ratio. Like, you know, you got, you got to have that shit low. You know what I mean? Right, right, definitely, and, definitely. And if you love cars, I mean, learn how to expedite your car, like, in your business or your LLC. So your business takes the, the hit on the weight of the car. Um, don't have it to where the car is specifically in your name. Put it in the LLC's name. Let that be a tax write-off. Or lease your car, you know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with leasing cars. People have this moment, especially in the in the African American African American community. We have this mindset of, oh, you don't got the pink slip, or oh, you don't got the pink slip. Yeah, that's cool and all. Um, it's cool having a pink slip if you got the kind of money. Jay Z says, and I hear my mentor say, if you can't buy it three times, you probably shouldn't buy it, right? right. A lot of people out here spending their last on things. Don't be the guy chasing Instagram or the the, the guy that got the money. Uh, if you can't buy it three times, you probably shouldn't buy it. Another thing too is nothing's wrong with leasing. Leasing a vehicle. It's actually smart because at the end of the day, it's a depreciating asset. That asset is going to get traded back in. You're not taking no hit on it, and then you get to swap it out and get something brand new. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's some game for y'all out there who don't probably know that, man. Like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, you don't got to always buy your car or finance a car. If you want to, if you care about your credit or things like that, you know, um, lease some joints, man. It's, it's cool leasing cars. So get them in your business name, you know, because, you know, you're going you, you to you eventually want to make some moves. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, then, definitely, definitely. And then I'm going through that right now. Specifically, I'm speaking. I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm going through it right now because I, I started a new business last year, and I, you know, I'm up a quarter million in cars, well over it. And you know, we're trying to obviously offset that right now. I'm working on depre. You guys are looking to buy some cars too. <laughs> Shit, I need, <laughs> I need to get some of this, rid of some of this, liquidate some of these cars, man. But because um, I'm ready to get a new fleet going. I'm trying to get a new fleet going. I'm working on some some heavy things. I don't want to have on camera when I'm about to grab, but I'm finna grab something that's gonna have a, it's gonna it's gonna crack the concrete. Something crazy. I've I, I been working. I'm working hard for this story. I deserve it, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not to make it about me, but we're talking about cars, and he knows, like you know, I crashed my Corvette a couple months a couple months back. We're still in litigation about that. I won't speak on it too much with lawyers and things like that. We really coming to try to make some things happen. Um, but yeah, no, nah, like if you love cars, man. How this guy Ralph, man? He has his game, and you do credit cleanup too. Yeah, sure. So speaking of credit, he does credit restoration. Like he helps credit, he cleans it up. He got game on that. So if you're like, man, I only got 300 credit score, I don't know what to do. I also have connections with credit. I'm not here to overshine his light, but we are two people that you can use as a vessel to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and don't be scared, man. I had, I mean, so the reason why I said earlier in this interview he was solid because I was going through some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff last year. And this is why I don't ever count yourself out, man. Like, it could be, I promise you, it could be, like, ugly, grimy, like, down at the bottom. And I remember I had, like, a four or 500 credit score last year. And I called Ralph. And we, we were talking. We were talking about child support. And I was he actually just paid his child support off uh, within the last year. Yes. And I was trying to get some game from him on the child support because I got put on child support. Um, no point intended. And my credit score dropped. Like, it was, they hit me with back pay and all this other BS and shit. And I was really, really, really frustrated because I had worked so hard to get my credit up and, and stay in, in, in the game. And it's crazy I took that big L because it set me back a year. And I'm going through all the litigations. And then I finally, he, uh, he added me to an account. And when he added me to an account, I was able to make some moves and <laughs> get things put in position. Yeah. And so things like that... Um, it's important. I wasn't prideful. I wasn't. He know I'm a hustler, and um, I'm coming out of a binge, of a quarter million dollar loss in 2020, 2021. Uh, put on child support. I get off child support in 2021. Then I go back on child support in 2022 or in 2022. 
and I come to rap, I'm like, look, bro, I need, because I don't have, I know a lot. And shout out, to, I'm always going to say it. Shout out to my boy, <laughs> my boy Marvin, man, uh, Milan Credit, man. Like, like I'm always going to say it. Like, I'm not prideful. People have this pride thing, like, I don't want to tell you what my credit score is. Bro, you might be blocking yourself from your blessing. I called Ralph. Hey, look, bro, someone on my credit. I need some help. You know what I mean? Because I knew I had a vision. You know, I'm trying to get these new shops opened up. I'm trying to get this turtle thing popping. I'm trying to get this going, invest in real estate, et cetera. And he, and he made a move for me. So speak to him a little bit about how are you able to help with credit? Are you able to get repos off, uh, late payments, things like that? How can you help them? Yeah, yeah, there's... um. There's a, a lot of tricks to the trade, and uh, I'm not going to give them up here. Facts. But, <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get at me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and this is a story. I might not even told you this. When I got back to start selling cars, I was selling hella cars. But you know what? I couldn't buy shit. Because you didn't have no credit. Credit was messed up, bro. That child support murdered me. It's crazy. Other things murdered me. Um, so customers were coming to me, ready to buy a car, and they are embarrassed about their credit. And I'm telling them, look, <laughs> you ain't got to be embarrassed in front of me. Little did they know that I was in worse shape than them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I could sell a car, but I couldn't buy nothing. Mm. So what I, what I did was um, I trusted the process, um, and I got into um, credit repair, and I was also um, my own first customer. And I've, I've watched and learned the program. Learned the program. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I, had, I had student loans taken off. Off my uh, credit report, I've had medical bills taken off my credit report. I had inquiries taken off my credit report. Um, I had I had a repo from back when I was married for some reason that came in my name, which I don't know how that came from, but <laughs> I got that taken off my credit report. Um, and then I was able to buy something finally, um, which I shouldn't have bought at the time, but because I needed to at the time. Yeah, I bought something and I had a high interest rate, which was cool because I was still in the process of building my credit and sometimes you have to take that hit facts because you got to live you still got to get places you still got to do things yeah. you still got to be able to I don't to move like around. that about credit though they, they, I think they, they do need a form especially after this recession we're going through right now not to interrupt you but yeah. we need we need to we need to re-implement and restructure the credit system because I think that shit is all done to me like yeah. I don't like, even American Express they declined me they were like you got top tier credit but you got too many inquiries I'm like they they want one inquiry like I think every three years or four years. Yeah, I'm like yo, like that's crazy. I'm a, super crazy because I own a business, so I I'm, I have sometimes I have to go pull credit to get credit cards or things like that. So it's like you know, but I I think that's dumb. I think we should definitely change the way that we run the credit system because I mean even right now we're in a recession right now. People don't have good credit, and I think that's some of you guys taking the taking to uh, notation is like get get with him or get with anybody you know somebody in your local city or somebody you know as far as the credit goes because. I promise you, I don't give a fuck how much money you make. You know what I mean? I don't care if you got a, a gazillion dollars in your bank account. Unless you're buying things cash, um, you need to have some credit because it is the only way to maneuver in this in this in this life. You do you can't even you can't even barely you can barely buy a subway sandwich with poor credit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's you crazy. You need credit. It's so important. I, I and I, I listen, man. I'll go broke for my credit. Like I don't play around. I yeah. make sure even if you can't make the full on payment to a credit card. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, pay the min- the bare minimum balance, man. Like, but don't get late on your payments. And that's sh- and if you can't afford certain things, learn to buckle down. See, people see what I'm driving now, but if you rewind this shit like ten years or well over ten years, like I started out with like a Honda. I remember I went to an auction and got a car from a, a Honda from an auction, and like I paid on that shit every month, and that helped me with my credit. And then, like, I just, it just, 
And then from the Honda, I went to something else. And then from that, I went. So sometimes, come go see Ralph. Start out in the little Corolla. It's probably a little embarrassing. Like, damn, I want to drive this shit. But the bank's going to trust you and be like, hey, we seen you make this payment for the last 12 to 24 months. We don't mind stepping you up to a little RT Challenger. I was in a Challenger. It wasn't a Hemi. It was a base model. I had 24s on it. This is back in like 2012. I remember. And I think I um my credit, it wasn't even the best thing. I had to put down like $12,000 in that car. And looking back, that was dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I should just lease the shit. But I wanted it so bad. It was I was like one of the first people that have it. And yeah. then um, I worked my way up. You know, then eventually over time, I started getting Mercedes and I started getting S550s. And then now I'm in the $100,000 mark. I probably go, the next, the bank that I'm working with right now is OCCU. Shout out to OCCU. I'm going to Shout out to shout. OCCU, man. We're working them every day. Man, so they just told me, because uh, they, they, they financed my Corvette. They were they were like, yo, we, you know, we got you on that back end. So I'm, I'm pulling maybe a little over 200000 on the next car I get. Mm-hmm. And that's a business move. Don't get it twisted. It's part of branding. Chopping it up, um, it's gonna pay for it. You know what I mean. And so is my other businesses, but yeah. But I, I'm I'm just had to say that that took me years to get those on time payments. Make show show uh, uh, I can make I can hold my payments, and these are high payments. I mean, I think the average car loan right now they say is a thousand dollars. That's what I've been reading in some magazines. Oh yeah, I mean, the average I mean, up there. I'm bringing it on, I'm bringing it on across the board though. Like the average car payment is a thousand. So if you can't afford that, stay in your lane. I remember I think I had a. Um, What's the lowest I've ever had in a car payment? I think my my Porsche, I had a Porsche Panamera. My payment was like only five hundred bucks a month, bro, mm-hmm. and that was crazy. Like I'm thinking in my head, like I'm riding around in a Panamera Porsche, bro, for five hundred bucks, bro. Like that was crazy to me. So it's like you know, um, a lot of my cars I bought cash though, you know, which is dumb too. And you learn in life, right? But yeah. um, I mean, you do what you can, which you know, what you have to sometimes. Yeah, you so. you learn and you and you grow up, you grow up and you learn. You're like damn, but I'm just trying to give y'all some game, like. People like him, you need it. And that's why I thought it was important to have him on the podcast. Um, and, I mean, aside from you doing credit, you got the credit unlocked. you selling the cars. What else are you involved in? Man, I got to see these Frenchies, and man. As I said, you got the Frenchies, <laughs> so I was going to get into that because you're the reason I bought, I bought Royce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah man, these, these, these Frenchies, man. Um, shout out to my guy, Dub, man. My boy, Dub, he... He's the one that put me on, man. Okay, okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Because I had that I had that dog that I was trying to sell, which I have now. I was gonna buy that joint. That joint Woo! crazy. My dog he, is, he, he, a Mer, he a Merle, right? Yeah. That joint oh yeah. my god. Fire bloodline, fire pedigree. And um he gave me a a crazy deal. I, I couldn't I couldn't refuse because yeah, he probably gave him a crazy deal. Because he knew what I was gonna do with it. He knew where I was gonna take it. Mm-hmm. And and once I started doing what I was doing uh, with my dogs, I have, I have two now, about to get a third and a fourth. Um, um, he seen how I market my dogs, and we get together, and you know I help him sell, sell and rehome some of his dogs at times too. And uh, you know when you take care of your people, your people take care of you, man. That's facts. And um, for those who don't understand, man, Frenchies are a different type of breed of dog, man. You know what I'm saying? They're they're very loving. They're very loyal. Uh, some people call them Velcro dogs. Yeah. Um, and they're stubborn. And they're stubborn and they're bad <laughs> as hell and all that other shit. Yeah. Like Royce drives me crazy. I whoop his ass at least two to three times a day. Yeah. At yeah. least whoop yeah. his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. What He's saying? a good dog. I love him. That's my best friend. But I, I, man, he fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna teach you a couple of tactics. Oh, so no, I too. might. I might have to have you babysit his little badass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, man. Take, He's take him to the camp. Take him, bring him over to the camp. You know how, what I'm saying? How, 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 do you charge for that? Or what if they, if they were asking, do you charge for that? Oh, uh, you know, I've never thought of it that way before until yeah. we just start talking about it. So, yeah. you know, might be another venture coming on soon, whatever, yeah. whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I might even do that because he's, he's like... 
shitting in the kennel, mm-hmm. like just being crazy. Like if I go to the gym, he's in the kennel, he just shits everywhere. Then he that's then he, separation anxiety. Then he like puts his shit everywhere. Like he gets it all. I'm like, bro, what are you? And then I'm having to bath him, bathe him every day. And then I'm having a problem with his ears. I'm bathing him so much, his ears are kind of like doing some crazy stuff. Oh, they're flopping a little bit. They're, no, they're like they're like they're like they're like peeled. They're like weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I got a cool uh, vet tech for you too. Uh, shout out to Jenny they Brown. Gotta, they got to cut his ears. Nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna give you her 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 information, and she'll take care of you, bro. So like, yeah, because like did, did your dog's ears did that. No, nah. but you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. okay, so why does it do that? Though I'm confused. Like, see, I'm still kind of new to this, but I got some people for you that will give us the information. Okay, so. cool. I'm, I need that because his ears are like. They're like splitting. It's like a bunch of splits. Yeah, all over his ears. And it's like cracking. It like bleeds a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I belong to a bunch of groups and stuff like that. I need that. I'm that. like, I want my baby back. I want to have him have his ears clean again. Like his ears look jacked up, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I'm like, damn, I don't know what I did wrong. And they were like, well, you're not supposed to get him wet, but like, I'm always having to give him baths because he's always like shitting. And then I'm very old. I don't really like dogs. Like, I'm not. Don't bash me, dog community, but. It was. I was. I had to get into the habit of growing with the dog. Like the right. smell, I don't like. I'm like no, because I'm always lighting candles in my house, and he shits, and I'm like, mm. you know what I mean. So then we had to, we had to, we had to develop a friendship. And then like he was laying with me when we first, when I first got him, he was like a small puppy. So he started peeing in the bed, peeing on my blankets. I, had, I went through blanket sets. I went through sheets. I went through all type of shit. He done, he done peed on everything and I'm like damn Roy so you know uh, that's my guy but he's just crazy man he just, oh yeah oh yeah he's, I mean he's crazy oh yeah I mean the the beginning things of dealing with any kind of puppy is gonna be be that way but once they're in the training process and once they're trained like like my dogs I can leave them in, in the kennel 12 13 hours they ain't gonna do nothing in there you know what I'm saying they're gonna wait till I get home and then go do the their business you know what I'm saying for real yeah yeah both of them are like that how'd you get them like that schedule you know what I'm saying? I started doing schedules. Um, right now, what I'm trying to do is, like, my daughter, she has um, um, a bulldog, which has two of them. And she's taught her dogs. She has a little bell that's on her back door. And the dogs go and hit the bell when they go to use the bathroom. And she's oh, got them. shit. Yeah, so that's my next venture. Um, and then there's um, one of my buddies um, who, who um, breeds Frenchies. He has his dogs litter trained. He's training them as puppies to do to go in like a cat litter and that's where they go use the bathroom so that's the next level I've never seen that Whoa, before I was just thinking like damn that's next level yeah and, and, I've, and, and, I've, and I've been watching him do it so you know I'm gonna get with him and uh, I need to learn that too that's, that's like some super next level I've never even heard nothing like that he got him peeing in the damn litter box peeing and pooping <laughs> <laughs> in a litter box litter train that's like some gangster shit I, I, Royce you need that cause daddy gonna whoop your ass this boy is <laughs> crazy man I went home last night man he Oh, dude, man, he has shit everywhere, man. I was like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Like, ah, that's my boy, man. But he's just, he's just a lot. So, okay, so you got the, you got the, you got the Frenchy thing going. You're in the car business. You're doing credit restoration. So, like, what's, like, what else do you want? You see yourself getting into other ventures? Do you eventually want to own a car lot? Do you ever eventually want to become like a GM? Because you've been in the game for so long, and you got so, you're so seasoned and bred in this business. Um, do you ever suck you carrying a crew out and giving them the game and learning them? You should start doing Ralph's like a car salesman course. You know, you know. Um, I was thinking about that also. I mean, as far as management and, and upper management, you don't want the responsibility. I don't want the responsibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I like to come and go as I please. Um, I see what managers go through sometimes, and you know, no, I don't. 
I don't want all that. Damn, you know, yeah. Because because this isn't It's hard, man. Yeah, I mean this isn't what I'm gonna end up be doing in the future. I mean, right now, yeah, I, I love the business, but you know, I wanna be out the business within the next couple of years. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got some other stuff in the works right now. Um also, uh for my future, you know, uh they just opened up a couple of those um um paperwork's ready for the uh dispensaries. And so they're letting uh, black folks get access to becoming owners of dispensaries. I want to get in that business so bad. Yeah, so they opened up 12 of them. Um, they had a um, like a finalized date last month, and me and a couple other people, we got our LLC set up. We got everything set up. So we're in, in the process of trying to, you know, be some of the first black you know people out here to own a dispensary. Not just work there, but... But be honest. Now, that's beautiful because I want to get in that space. And we can talk about that off record because yeah. I want to get into that space so bad. Um, I think that's really dope. And the medical marijuana business is like crazy. Like you're making. Oh yeah, definitely. Shout out to Burner. Like I watched an interview with him. Like he going. Crazy. Oh man, he's the he man. Go, he makes. I think he made like six hundred million off the business. Yeah. So I've been watching what Burner's doing. Um, and I'm just kind of like taking heed to it. Like shout out to Burner. That boy. That boy. He inspired me. I said, that boy. He made over a half a billion. I said, damn. You know, I'm doing something wrong, man. So, you know, you got you got you got so much going on, man. I mean, um, and I, you said you said earlier in the interview, like you was kind of involved in the music business a little bit. So um, what were you doing? Producing? Were you making beats? Were you rapping? Well, shoot. I mean, shoot. Since since the early mid 80s, you know, what I'm saying I was an MC, mm-hmm. not a rapper. Mm-hmm. MC. A lot of people don't understand there's a difference. Was it, when you say MC, what's the difference between that and a rapper? So, you know, a rapper is just, you know, they in the game. They do what they do. They do what they do. A MC, you know, master of ceremonies, move the crowd. A MC, it's even a lot more deeper because there's not all the gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these rappers have a lot of gimmicks and stuff that's like that, that. That's the labels, though, doing that corner right, shit. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah. it's also them, too. But an MC is somebody that can get on any type of track and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm well seasoned in this. I mean, you know, and about that is. This is something that I always bring up, and people get mad at me. But why are we trying to put an age limit on, on hip hop yeah. and rappers? And, and I, um, I shout out to Gilly the Kid. I love watching their podcast. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Funny as hell. But he was talking about that, like you know, he was saying that he don't want to rap. He think he's too old for. About that in my head, like uh, Jay Z still drops bars, and he's like fifty something. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking, I don't think there's a limit limit on rapping. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna think about it. Rock groups, rock and roll. Them niggas be like 60, 70 years old. Country music, yeah. Garth Brooks and shit still perform at the Pure Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean R and B singers. Keith Sweat so- sells out. Mixlot sells out places Sides still. Mixlot Town yeah. Business too. Yeah, you, you, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So first thing we need to do is quit putting an age limit on rap, bro. Yeah, we put stereotypes too much on our shit. And yeah. I, speaking of rap, man, I mean shit. I mean, you know, you asked me yesterday. You're like, man, you know, you should still rap. And I'm like, man, you know, I. I thought about it, and a lot of people have been telling me, like, man, get back to rapping, but it hey, was Your shit was hot, bro. I know. And I I, I feel like the only reason I didn't pers- keep pursuing it, because I, you know, I, I I knew I had the vision, and I don't want to make excuses, because I'm, I'm a man, I believe in, you know, right. I believe in being a man of your words, standing on your shit. I just, and it's crazy, you talked about this prior to this conversation, is sometimes, and this is this is where shit get real. You could be so good at 50 different things that you don't know which one to choose. Right. So whether being the owner of a barbershop, I was being a rapper, being in real estate, now I'm doing podcasts, I have turbo, I have all these things going right. 
I've learned through time that you you focus on one. And then when you focus on that one, you you bring in partners. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you divvy, divvy out the business. I didn't understand that. I was trying to run all the businesses. See, when you look at like Jay-Z, um, he's a rapper first, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has partners that help with Rock Nation. He has partners that help with Duce. He has partners that help with Ace of Spades. He has partners that help with Rock Nation Sports, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I didn't understand that because I wasn't taught that. I literally was just good at shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. I remember being young. I would just build shit, do shit, crazy shit. I was, I was always good at that. And I think that when I was making music, I, I fell in love with it so much, I, I discredited the barbershop and the employees and the business. And then when I was doing the barbershop thing, people wanted me to rap. So now I'm over here in the studio trying to go over to the studio and make raps. So I was, I was, learn, I was working too hard and not smart. And then, you know, over time, years passed by because now I'm, like, playing catch up on my businesses. Things have happened financially. We went through recessions and COVID and things like that. I'm... I sat back recently and I'm like, man, what the fuck am I doing, man? Like, I got to get back to the old task. Like, I think I got so lost in my own head, and this could happen to many of us, right? Because well, yeah. there's, there's no fucking it's happened limit. To me too. Happened to yeah, me too, bro. I got in my fucking head. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to. I was trying to live this life like them. I wanted to be in real estate so bad. I wanted to be over there and be like them and put the suit on and be and being so evolved and attached to that life like those people, man. And I think they say there's a saying that says if you want to make God laugh, you know, tell him your plan. And you know, I, I I enjoy real estate. I think it's amazing. I you probably enjoy the car business, but it's not forever for you, right? No. Um, and whatever got Ralph to this point, what I've learned in my life, and I could be completely wrong. I'm not. I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a fucking you know a, a genius or anything of that nature. But um, I believe whatever gets you to this point, whatever whatever the hunger the motivation, the inspiration that got you to this point in your life, where you are right now today, you got to revert back to that yeah. because... Sometimes you got to go back to basics. Yes. And like, 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 and like, like, especially like right now in the car business, you know what I'm saying? After COVID hit, there was a... A, a surge. Influx, a surge. Surge, man. Right? And so... Chip, it, the chip shortage. Right. So that started making cars easier to sell because people were coming in because it was supply and demand. Yep. But now the market's flip-flopped. Now... You got to work. You got to work. You got to grind. You know what I'm saying? These car salesmen who may have been fly-by-night successes, they got to go back to basics that they didn't and even know about. Cats are struggling right now. They're struggling, bro. And they're looking at me like, how are you doing it? You know, you know, I got a lot of buddies in the car business. We talk to each other you know, throughout the month. Hey, man, where you at this month so far mm-hmm. this month? Mm-hmm. And they're like, how did you sell 17 cars last month, bro? I only did five. I said, number one is I'm not waiting on the people to come to me. I'm putting myself out there every day. You see me. I'm posting cars. I'm posting videos. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snap. I'm on a, I'm on a, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, hustling. It, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Every day you're going to see something posted from you about a vehicle, about, about fixing your credit, about, you know, you may think that all these other dealerships told you no. Go see Ralph. We're gonna find a way to say yes to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and it's not a gimmick. It's it's a service. And really, yeah, you know, I can make you know, and I have made good money off the off the car business. But the most rewarding part is being able to help that person over there, adding value. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I heard that from a millionaire. If you want to be successful in this life, find a way to add value. I don't care if you're selling balloons, if you're selling hot dogs, you're selling fucking uh, stickers at a park. If you can find a way to add value. 
the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? I've had people that, I mean, every day I'm getting phone calls. I got people pulling up at the lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, man, uh, my buddy James sent me down here, man, and, and I need to talk to Ralph. Hey, I might not even talk to this person ever. And, and, and they show up, and we're going to sit down and, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and what, you know, I'm going to tell some people some secrets, man. Especially if you don't have the right credit. Don't go to a car lot looking for a vehicle, okay? If it's the right car lot, like you come to see me, I'm going to get you in the right vehicle because the bank has to like like you in that vehicle also. You Damn. know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody might want to come get that Challenger, but you don't have that Challenger credit yet. So let's get you on a what's called a program car, which is uh you know says certain certain amount of years or nowhere under 100,000 miles that the bank likes because they're lending you money okay you know what i'm saying like sometimes i have to break my customers back and be like if you was the bank would you lend yourself some money right now sometimes you got to bring people back to reality you know what i'm saying a lot of people go to a car lot and they get starstruck oh my god look at all these cars no no like my tactic is this and i'm going to give out a, a little secret so some of your sales people Get your pen and pad out and take notes. <laughs> okay? Okay? You'll rarely see me do test drives upon meeting somebody. Okay? You got to ask the right questions to get the right answers. Within Damn. the first five minutes of talking to you, I know what to do with you. I could tell. I check by your mannerism. I check by how you talk. I check by what you came in in. I, can't, I check by what you're wearing. And it's never to judge people. Because sometimes that person that looks bummy could be somebody with an 800 credit score and you never know. So you ask the right questions, okay? What I do is I ask the right questions, okay, so they end up having a problem with credit. Okay, no problem. Let's go in here. Let's sit down. Slow down. Let's sit down. Slow down. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let's sit down. Let's do the paperwork first. Sometimes to get forward, you got to move backwards, okay? Let's do the paperwork first. And let me see what I can help you with. Because if I could go show you some car, you got, we got a whole bunch of nice cars. Facts. You're going to fall in love with something. Facts. But it's not good for me to show you something that you're not able to go and get. So let's sit down, work some numbers. Let me come show you a couple of vehicles that you could get in today. That way, you got some choices. You're going to leave here with something nice and reliable that the bank likes that you're going to like also because you're not marrying this car you're dating it mm. you know what I'm saying then you trade it in and get something else as your credit gets better you know what I'm saying I always say you know what I'm saying I, I use that all the time that's a bar that's yeah, a bar exactly because I say the same thing yeah. real estate, I, could you, I say uh, marry the house date the rate and divorce the rent because people go, well, the rates are high. Well, the rate's not going to stay high forever. No. Eventually, the rate will drop, and then you refinance. By that time, you'll have equity and do what you got to do. Yeah. I like that philosophy. Like, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and like, especially if they're a married couple, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell them something like, hey, I know this is your husband, but he wasn't your first boyfriend. You had to go through the bad ones to get to the good one. Facts. You had to work your way up to this person the same way you have to work your way up to get to that car that you want. Just like you had had explained, you started with a Honda. You flipped that. Shit. You, then you went to something else. Yeah. Then you went to something else. I mean, Facts. I mean, like I said, I have people who have bought like six, seven, and eight vehicles from me. And some of them started 
at the bottom. I had a dude that came from the peninsula from his tribe came, came and bought a truck for me like three years ago. Okay, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have no credit, blah, blah, blah. And one day out the blue, I get a phone call. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, hey, hey, what's up, Rob? Uh, this is Jesse. I'm like, hey, hey, man, how you been? At first, I didn't remember who he was, but, you know, I'm going to talk to him. He said, remember, I came and bought this truck from you a couple years ago. Um, me and my wife just checked my credit. I'm in the 700s now. I didn't even know this. He said, I want to trade this truck in for something else. I said, yeah, come on down, okay? Comes in with his truck. The truck looked just as good as it did when he left left with it. He took pride in that truck, Damn. okay? He made all of his payments. I had him done with a, with a good credit union. Uh, uh, he he refied it one time, brought his credit back up some more. Then when he came back, I'm like, okay, so which truck do you want? He said, man, I ain't going to be able to get it. I said, what? I said, first of all, don't think that. You went through the process. I told you before, trust the process. Thanks. So we had this nice blue Dodge. It was probably like a 2018, 2019, decked out, bro. Like, it was nice. He said, man, what about this one? I said, hold on a second. Went and talked to my, to, to my managers and my finance guy. They said, yeah. Went out there, gave him the keys. I said, man, let's go take this for a test drive. He said, are you sure? I said, dude, I wouldn't be test driving it if you wasn't going to be able to get it. Let's go drive it first and make how'd sure that you, you like How'd it. you know he was going to be able to get it, though? Just because, you know, it's not, you know, people don't understand there's other people be behind the scenes of Ralph. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a, a manager who's a desk manager, and there's a finance manager also. And, you know, we work as a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. I don't do all the work. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You know what I'm saying? I do my part, and they do their part. So with them doing their part, I was able to tell him, hey, let's go take this for a test drive. Brought him back. He traded in his truck. We gave him a good trading value for his truck. He had some money saved up. Got him a way lower interest rate than he already had. Better payments in the truck of his dreams. Damn. In the truck of his dreams. Damn. And so, you know, that. And he's also bought me his family members and other people from his tribe also. Because I've helped him out. You know, he came back and brought me two more customers at one time. You know what I'm saying? Because I did a good job with him. His family members start trickling here, here and there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like you do you do the good business, the people will come. The you know referrals. We spoke about earlier. Yeah. The referrals because if you look at Lamborghini and Ferrari, even Nordstrom's, I think I've seen like maybe one Nordstrom commercial. But I'm, I don't think they even have commercials. But Nordstrom's, Ferrari, and Lamborghini do not spend money in marketing. You have never in your life been watching the Super Bowl on a Sunday and seen a Ferrari commercial. You've never seen a Lamborghini commercial, and you've never seen a Nordstrom commercial. Or a Chinese food commercial. No, or a Chinese food commercial. <laughs> and the reason why is because they understand that the consumer that is driving their car doesn't watch TV. Those guys don't watch TV. The guys that um, are watching TV probably are renting those cars. The guys that are specifically to be a Ferrari member, you have to like be in a categorized way of getting the Ferrari. Lamborghini, it's a very expensive car. I'm pretty sure if you're paying that high-ass note or buying that car, you're not sitting around watching TV all day. Right. So they know how to market themselves to that particular audience to buy that car. And nine times out of ten is go to Newport Beach Lamborghini. Go to this particular uh, uh, Ferrari dealership. 
and they're referred because what those guys do is they're, when they're playing golf and they're playing that 18 hole or they're out there on that private jet, they're going to go say, hey, go see Dan over there at the Ferrari dealership in Bellevue or Redmond or wherever it might be. And that's what I've learned throughout the years, man. Um, you can force yourself on people, but they'll feel like a salesman because a car salesman has always had a bad rep or a bad, you know, oh, man, those guys are shady guys, you know, and um, I think that's not the case. You know, uh, the car business is amazing. I have tons of colleagues of mine that are in the car business, man, and those guys are some of the most coolest guys. Yeah. The thing about the car, the car business, different from real estate, is is that one's a depreciating asset and one is an obtained asset. Like it goes up in uh, accessibility. Um, the downfall of it is with cars is they just unfortunately don't hold their value Un- unless you get a particular old school mm-hmm. or like a certain Lamborghini, a certain Ferrari, a certain Mercedes, right? Certain cars you can you can get them and they'll. Obviously, appreciate, appreciate right, yeah. right, and I've sold a lot of classic cars and stuff. That I appreciate. So don't get the people. A lot, and I, I'm not, and not to call anybody stupid, but a lot of people aren't educated on the car business. No. They have, they only hear like car salesmen guys are grimy. They're not about nothing. They fucking they're scammers, and there are some scammers. Scammers everywhere in every business. Every business, man, you're gonna have scammers. That mean like they say, well, this person's bad. Everybody has ups and downs in their business. You know what I mean? But if you if you need a car, man, holla at Ralph. You know what I mean? Like he's a good guy. Um, and 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 slowly before we wrap it up, um, what 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 would you give the young guy out there that's coming up in the game, trying to find his way in the car business, trying to figure out how do how do I sell twenty cars a month? How do I sell seventeen cars a month? How do I move these units like that? Because obviously it comes with consistency. Yeah, comes with marketing and yep. getting referrals. But what what would differentiate you from where you see you are now to where you like you know how you got to this point because it always wasn't 17 cars a month no no so. definitely definitely I mean I mean the most cars I've sold in one month was 25 in one month yeah I remember that that was in 2021 2021 and and 22 damn shit. you know what I'm saying bullshit <laughs> you know what I'm saying yes I was what sell- that, hold on hold on that's got you up what that feel like that check that check like 20 G's come Whew, it was up there Damn, <laughs> it was up there. You How you feel? You're like we eating lobster tonight, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? At my dealership, I was uh, salesman of the year two years in a row. I'm going for my three peat this year. Anybody watching that works at my dealership? <laughs> Come on, give me a run for my money. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just friendly fire. Um, nah, friendly competition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thing is, we meant consistency. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Consistency. I like that. I like you that. have to do the work. The average car person is going to be below average because they're not ready to do the work. And the work that nobody wants to do, too. No, the work that nobody wants to do. And, you know, people think, okay, I'm going to go get a website and I'm going to be able to be like Ralph. No, it it doesn't work that way. What's going to make the people come to your website? Are you doing all the type of stuff to make people to drive traffic to your website? You know what I'm saying? People think, oh, I'm going to get a website and it's going to pop like that. No, it doesn't work that way. Every day... I'm posting. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes my girl posts for me. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes my kids are posting. Because people know, you know, you're going to make at least $200 for the referral if they buy a car. So there's some people that, I mean, before I had somebody who was a housewife, um, she was bringing me like five, ten people a month until her husband got stationed somewhere else. But she was bringing me people, and especially people from the military. She was bringing me people every month, and she was getting her her ush every month bang 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 you know what i'm saying so if you need money and you're around here you know somebody look, looking for a car bring them to me they get a vehicle you're going to get 200 dollars every time and there's no limits you can bring me five people 10 people 20 people hey somebody needs to come and take that as a serious business Shit. you know what i'm saying yeah. serious business you, you 
you work from your phone. You don't got to sell nothing. You just post my vehicles and you're the contact person. You get the person's name and number and then you get them to me. Don't just send them to the dealership because they're going to be so happy to get down to the dealership. They're going to let anybody sell them. No, you get their name and number. Give it to me. I'll do the rest. You throw me the alley oop and I'm gonna slam dunk it. I'm gonna make sure they get into something nice. God and you get damn. and you get some money in your pocket. Damn. Damn. I mean, what else can you guys say? I mean, like shit. He pretty much hit the nail right in the head. You know, I mean, uh, I respect this grind. I wanna give you your flowers while you're here as well, man. I appreciate it. Like, Same to you, you, bro. I'm gonna give you your flowers, man, because I feel like, you know, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of us uh, black men don't. I feel like we don't get a lot of a lot of flowers to each other uh, and give each other the respect. Um, and I think you know, there's so much competitive competition. Like, well, what is he? Well, he's not doing this, and he ain't driving that, and he ain't got that. Well, at the end of that, you taking care of your family, you taking care of your kids, taking care of your shit. Yeah. And I commend you for it because I mean, you know, um, I've obviously seen you grind, and you know, you never gave up on your grind. You know, mm-hmm. and facing adversity, facing problems, trials, and tribulations that we speak about in the shop, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen you kind of just keep pushing. I went through my, I was able to lean on you for my times of yeah. you know adversity and uh, my challenges and, and and I never take that for granted because I mean as fast as God to give you something he'll take it from you right right so you got to always remember man uh, 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 relationships worth more than money yeah I was able to call him and my most fucked up poly man. situation I was going through I can't believe it yeah and I, and I was able to come out of that on top I mean you know and I was honored you know because <laughs> I know the type of person you are you don't let everybody know your business nah but to but for you to trust me enough to sit back and talk to me and listen. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And be humble. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You listened. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, like I said, iron sharpens iron. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. You listened. And then the next time I talked to you, you was in a whole different spirit. And you was like, man, thanks, bro. I really needed that. Hey, there's been times that I came to you with the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Nobody's invisible to it. No. It's it's part it, I feel like it's it's it's, it's part of growth. Yes, yeah, peaks and valleys or storms and sunny days. Like you got but you gotta have when at the end of the day, there is resources around you. Use them. You know, people out here like, man, it don't matter who the president is, it don't matter what gas prices are, it don't matter what this is. No, they're all puppets. You all have resources around you that you're able to Tap into them resources and get some information and learn because, man, listen, you're always one phone call away or one conversation away from changing life forever. And I think people don't they don't understand that and they kind of get into this vindictive say of way of oh man everyone no one no one's helping me the world this the world that and there's and we have we have resources now and the internet has allowed us to do that and exchange information information is traveling faster than it's ever traveled before yeah uh, with 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 technology being the way it is. You're able to get your credit fixed faster. It might be something on your credit as small as a, the wrong information. Sometimes credit companies put the wrong information on your credit, and it could just be you just uh, addressing it and then removing it. Yeah. I've seen that. I've, I've had that happen with child support. We talked about that. They put the wrong thing on my credit, and that, you know, I was like, what? And it was removed, and they removed it, and that, my credit shot up. You know what I mean? So um, there's just ways about using your resources, and you guys got to get into that. Don't be so uh, – don't be in your own way. Yeah. You know, a lot of you guys are in your own way. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but – you got me. You got Ralph. You got the internet. You got YouTube. You got you got so many different resources out here that are able to uh, allow you to in certain doors you never even thought you can even get into. And, yeah. um, and, and I, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself too. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's number one. Yeah. Don't, you got to believe in yourself to have somebody else believe into you. Yeah, that's facts. And I mean, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. It ain't always gonna be fucking. This shit is a is a is a the thing that the word L I F E life is a real thing, and this motherfucker is. Gonna, it's gonna break you down and Woo. whoop your ass and build you up and then, but when you got knowledge and you understand, oh, I've been here before, or I smelt that before, or I taste that before, 
you become familiar with certain things and you won't make the same mistake twice. Right. So, you know, you, you, come, from you, you come from the game, man. And I appreciate you coming today, Ralph, man. Appreciate my you having guy, me, bro. Man, nah, it's my dude, man. Like, um, I, I, like I said, I always admire you. You, you were, To me, you were a great father, a great leader. Um, I've learned a lot of game from you with the dogs, you know, with the uh, with the Frenchies and shit. Um, and uh, just watching you come in the car game, grind it out. You've always supported my business. You support. I think you, I think you support everybody's business. I, I feel like you're not a hater. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> like you're not a he's not a hater. He gonna post. He gonna post the real estate agent. He gonna post the guy at the, with the with the smoothie shop. He gonna post the guy with the rim shop. He gonna post the guy with the dog spot. He gonna. I, I, I commend you for that, bro. Because we all are trying to make it. At the end of the day, man, we all trying to make it. And yeah. there's a lot of egotistical people out here. But you've never been that guy with me. No, and I would, and I, would I would love to share my platform and allow you to you know um, come on and give and give some game and give your testimony on how you got to where you're at because I think it's important and not only is it important it shows that you know no matter what you went through and what adversity you had to face you were able to still pull out and be a top salesman at the dealership and that and that speaks volumes because we're in a predominantly white state for one and two it's like it's like under four percent blacks in Washington you know what I'm saying so. Um, to see a black man, whenever I see a black man kicking it out of here, we not in Atlanta, we not in, we not in L.A., we not in uh, Texas, Houston, Arlington, Dallas, San Antonio. We're in Washington. <laughs> yeah. So when I see any brother out here getting up every day, lacing his boots up, grabbing his shield and his armor, you know what I'm saying? Hey man, we out here attacking this shit, man. So man, keep doing what you do, man. Keep grinding, keep being a hustler, keep being you know focused. And uh, and uh, man, you, anytime you want to come on chopping it up, man, I'm here for you, man. You know, this let's is, do it, man. This is my shit. This is my love. This is like where I get my get my uh, my gems off. And I appreciate everybody who's been supporting us. Uh, YouTube is a hard thing to kick, but I've always, you know, kind of just learning the algorithm, learning how to move things, and so I'm always learning the business, man. But anybody out there following us, I appreciate you for subscribing to the channel, yes. um, and watch these videos. And they, they reach out to me, man. Put another one out. Put another one out. So. We're going to keep them coming, man. We're going to keep these things going, you guys. Make sure you guys reach out to Ralph. Where, where, are, you, where are you at again? Man, go see Ralph.com. Okay, and then where, what dealership are you at? I'm at Max Autos Plus, the Tacoma location. Oh, Tacoma location. The, come, to the, come to the Tacoma location. We'll go on my website, go see Ralph.com. You'll see my phone number on there. My phone number is anywhere on the internet. All you got to do is Google Ralph Sales Cars. You're going to see a bunch of stuff. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, you guys got it. If you need your credit cleaned up, too, if you're looking for Frenchies, he got those as well. Uh, he got the plug on the Frenchies. He got the credit. He got the credit reservation going on. He got the cars. If, anything you need, holla at Ralph. You know what I'm saying? And um, don't be scared, man. I mean, you, like I said, you only hold yourself back. That new car you want, start. What you call it? The program car? Yep, yep. Start the program car and work your way into a nice car. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. There you go. There you go, man. All right, man. I'll see y'all in the next one, man. Peace. Peace.